It's time for the plant health segment on Real World Gardener. It's kind of a division of plant doctor segment. Now on the line I've got Kylie Last, who's a TAFE teacher and horticulturalist. How are you today, Kylie? I'm well, thank you, Marianne. How are you? Not too bad. And today we're kind of tacking on to the plant health part of the um, series. We initially started off with, what, plant nutrition, but now we're talking about plant deficiency. But let's do a bit of background on that first, Kylie. Yeah, sure. So when we're we're talking about um, plants and and determining whether they have a nutrient deficiency, um, we can can often see in the leaves that there's something not not quite right there. So if we've got a plant that's normally, you know, very healthy, green, bright, glossy leaves, and then all of a sudden we can see that they're starting to yellow off and, and do all sorts of funny things, you know, um, you know, not put on a lot of new growth and what have you, you could generally say that there's some sort of nutrient deficiency um, occurring there. But um, it's important to note too that um, before we just go out and, you know, apply fertilisers willy-nilly, we really need to take into consideration the type of soil that the plants might be growing in and this sort of ties back to what we've spoken before about our soil types and pH as well which is really important because different pHs of soil can tie up different nutrients and so whilst the nutrients might be present in the soil the pH is actually preventing uh, the plant from being able to take up those nutrients so yeah, a couple of simple tests that we've spoken about before can sort of um, lead us in the right direction before we start applying fertilisers. Yeah, I know. It's easy to look at a plant and go, oh, the leaves have gone yellow. Um, I think I'll just give it, say, for a gardenia. Let's, uh, and I, you hear this a lot on Radio Talkback, is, oh, let's just apply some Epsom salts. That will fix the problem. But that doesn't always fix the problem, especially if it's in no. a pot. Yeah. No, that's right. And, and you know, it's, it's important to consider, too, that there's, other disorders that might happen that might occur that that have similar symptoms so checking to see whether there's other things going on at the same time like that there could be a pest or disease present you know there might even be present salt present in the soil there might be environmental conditions going on which we would have seen a lot of um, especially in Sydney at the moment and, and other areas around Australia you know we've been getting lots and lots of rain and you know, quite humid conditions and that can make plants sort of go a bit yellow and, and you know, not take up nutrients well because of this excess water that's, that's happening in the soil. So there's lots of things that can affect nutrient uptake and, and sometimes it's not just a simple matter of just, you know, whack on some fertiliser and away you go. It's, it's doing just a little bit of investigative work first. Yeah, good idea. And I think people shy away from doing a pH test first because they go, oh, I've only got one plant. Why don't I just, you know. <laughs> and, and and sometimes too, like it, it may just be one plant that's affected. But if you've got you know a situation, for example, where you've got one plant in the middle of a hedge that's starting to look a bit funny, but all the others are the same. Well, that, that to me would definitely say that there's a problem with the soil. Ah, yes, that's true. I, I guess if there's a row of similar types of plants, I, I actually have been asked the question, why is only one plant being affected? Why aren't the others? Are they all getting the same nutrients? They're all getting the same watering regime. But it could be that they uh, that plant is in a waterlogged spot, I suppose. Absolutely. Or, and, yeah. that, and that happens a surprising, uh, surprisingly frequently. So, you know, sometimes there's like a pockets in the soil where it might be particularly sandy or it might be particularly wet or you just never know and and so just doing those those preliminary soil tests first and that they're they're not 
they're not complicated to do. They're, they're you know, really very quick. And it, it just sort of gives you a foundation then to be able to start eliminating what the problem might be. All right. So there we have. That's a bit of an introduction into before you start applying all the nutrients that you think a plant might need. Let's just now go through some of the major deficiencies that might happen. And I guess the best one to start off with is nitrogen deficiency. That's the easiest one. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So we've, we've spoken about this before. So nitrogen is what we consider one of the, the major elements in, in plant growth. So nitrogen is responsible for leaf growth, um, whether that's turf or whether that's, that's plants. It, it also helps with like blossom formation. It's important component in chlorophyll, which, which is what you know, gives plants that lovely green colour. So if, if nutrients deficient, the oldest leaves generally start to appear pale first. And they, they start to sort of lack the luster of the healthy ones. So you'll, you'll notice in, in a nitrogen deficiency, it'll be the leaves at the bottom of the plant first that you'll start to sort of notice will be going yellowing. And then, you know, yellowing can occur at the leaf tips and then it will eventually um, affect the whole leaf. So it'll be applying a fertilizer that's high in nitrogen, such as, you know, blood and bone or sulfate of ammonia. You can add um, organic matter and manures and things. They can also be added to the soil uh, to help with nitrogen deficiency. All right. So that's assuming, of course, that your pH is around about, say, neutral, say, six and a half to seven. Yes, that's right. So, um, you know, when we've spoken about pH before, you know, we've spoken about pH having a range. And if it's sitting around generally between six and a half and about seven and a half is what we would consider to be neutral soil. And then it's like a pendulum. So you, you go either side of it and it, you know, go one side and it becomes um, increasingly acidic and you go the other side and it becomes increasingly alkaline. So most plants generally generally thrive in that, that, that middle zone, that, that neutral soil. As you start to become either more acidic or more alkaline, that's when you start to notice that some of those nutrients aren't available for uptake. And so that's when yeah, doing a pH test will... Uh, give you a, a, a clue as to what's going on in the soil. Now, a quick fix for nitrogen deficiency in the pot plant, I think, is probably something like a soluble fertilizer. Yes. So, in potted plants, in particular, a liquid fertilizer or a soluble fertilizer, so something like um, you know Thrive or, or something along those lines, I mean, is a very very easy way to be able to apply fertilizer pots and and you know by extension of that potting mixes and, and potting medias and things by their very nature you know they're designed to be well drained i mean we all want to have well drained pots but by by being so they can also leach out or drain out nutrients that are within that media too so potted plants often suffer from nutrient deficiencies just because of the fact that as you're watering them they're, they're washing away some of those nutrients so uh, liquid fertilizers are a very, very good way to add nutrients to pots. As are those little, um, I'm sure you've all seen them, those, those little um, pellets or those little balls of fertilizer that you often see in potting mixes too. Look like a oh, bit, bit bigger than a, the, you know, the head of a pin, but it's, it's those little sort of yellowish green colored balls that you see often in, in potting mixes too. And they're, they're like slow releases. So they, the mechanism that they work is that over time they deliver like a measured dose with, with water. So as you water them, they, they release a little bit of nutrient at that time and they're a controlled release. So they might do it over three months, six months, you know, depending on the type of fertilizer that it is. So it has a measured release 
with, with slow-release fertilisers, and they're also another good way to be able to apply fertilisers to pots too. One thing to remember, I think, is that if you have, say, a nitrogen deficiency, which is what we're talking about right now, that mm-hmm. it takes a few days in a pot plant, for example, and you've applied the soluble fertiliser, it will still take a few days. It's not a quick, it's not an instant thing. It doesn't do... No, that, that's right. No, it's, it's not an instant thing. Um, in saying that, though, a couple of days is pretty good uh, result you know, in, in certain soil types in the ground, clay, clay soils in particular, can be much much slower reacting so you might be uh, you might be applying a fertilizer and not notice any sort of measurable result for weeks and it's to do with the, the the soil structure the clay tends to the clay particles tend to hold on to those nutrients so where you might be applying small amounts of nutrients to pots depending on the type of soil clay soil for example you may apply a large amount of fertilizer but over a much much um, infrequent time period than if you were doing a sandy soil, you may need to apply it more frequently. So um, knowing the type of, of potting mix or, or soil type that you're working with too not only affects the type of fertiliser that you're going to use, but how frequently you might need to apply it. Right. Well, there we have it. That's the major nutrient nitrogen and the deficiency and things to watch out for. So it's not just the deficiency that we were talking about so once again Kylie it's been lovely chatting with you on Real World Gardener thanks Marianne